in a world filled with information. Where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! It's the St. Patrick's Day edition of the Get Ready for the Future show, and you know green is our favorite color, but we don't like relying on luck. On today's show, retirement planning tips that will leave you in the green. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And good morning and welcome to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, and Marcus Osorio with us today as we get settled in for the St. Patrick's Day edition of the Get Ready for the Future show as we live stream this morning and record this. It is a stormy Arkansas St. Patrick's Day, and we need a green check. We had this before the show began because as Mark and John sat down, the first noticeable thing for me was, where's the green? Well, you need an eye check because I have green on. There yeah, is, I do there need an are, eye check. Are, are, it's more of a teal, actually. Well, <laughs> that's a shade of green. Yeah. Okay. okay. Does it? Well, we are talking about fifty shades of green, I guess. So that's right. Different shades of green exist. That's right. And and I have that in my shirt a little bit. So do not pinch me, Mark. Whatever you do, you'll get your eye dotted if you six pinch feet, me. Six feet, please. That's right. Okay. So if that doesn't qualify, do you have a backup plan? I know you have. Well, a backup I plan. do have a backup plan. So I let's see if I can do this here. <laughs> I have my socks on. Uh huh. That works. On. See, I'll check the box on that one. If that's okay. Yes. I, green socks. You, they work. You've got it, Mark. You don't look like you have green on. Um. Actually, a little bit on my on my shirt. If you're gonna count John's teal on his shirt, then I didn't definitely count. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, I counted the socks. In case he didn't. There we go. Got uh, his hat here. You can tell. Uh, mm. Notre Dame Green. Here, let me take care of that for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> we we don't you know we don't oh. we don't cotton the the Irish around here. Our, this is Razorback country. So yeah, this is Razorback. Country. Our right. favorite color is green, unless it's sports, right? Yeah, yes. that's right. Then it's red. That's right. Hey, so today with the, we're going to have a little fun with the St. Patrick's Day edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. Some retirement planning tips. We've got four of them that will leave you in the green, and they all kind of have St. St. Patrick's Day tie-ins. The first first one we're going to jump right in is don't chase the end of the rainbow right i mean that's a pretty good starting point for today we talk about this a lot that you can get a little overzealous in your desire to make money uh, as you save and invest and that can sometimes john get you in trouble scott no time uh than the most recent time is is more uh evident of this than the, this whole gamestop thing that came mm-hmm. up you know uh everybody got interested in gamestop when they were talking about you know shorting that stock and the hedge funds and all of that you've seen all the publicity in it and and you saw people make a lot of money in that stock in some cases but what you didn't see which most people don't talk about is how much money some folks lost in that they got in after the the bloom was off the rose so to speak and i think that that is a a big danger where somebody feels like they're going to get some sort of insider information or a special deal or whatever the case may be and they're going to ride that pony all the way to the finish line and they're going to become rich 
It just doesn't happen that way. You may get a story or two over time, and I've seen a few of them in my career, but generally you get rich very slowly, and you get rich through a methodology of saving and investing and building wealth as opposed to striking it rich in either a lottery ticket or a hot stock or some you know hidden investment that nobody supposedly knows about. Here's the deal. By the time you hear about it, it's probably already over right. because you have the publicity machine has to get cranked up in order for you know folks in Arkansas uh, apparently to hear about it, and then by the time we hear about it, the bloom is off the rose. And a lot of people think you know it's my lucky day, right? This, this is this is going to happen, and but the thing is, what we know is that you cannot buy financial independence, right? You invest in it. And in the same way that, you know, purchasing a Bible, you know, uh, John, and you can tell me about this, right? Does purchasing a Bible make you a, a Christian or, you know, a, a faithful person? No, you, you have to. It is the practice of your faith that actually does that. Just having a Bible just means you got a Bible. But uh, here's the key. I mean, an empty hotel room has a Bible, right? You know, exactly. the, the Gideons put Bibles in hotel rooms all the time. doesn't make that room holy. It yes. just has a Bible in it. And so when you think about investing, it's not just the the act of investing, but it's the disciplines that you employ in it, the strategies that you employ in that, and the advice that you get along the way. And and again, our mantra to people is: don't chase that hot dot. Don't listen to you know the hype that is out there in in anything. And and Scott, you know there are there are folks that sit around and watch CNBC or Fox Business or whatever. And they just hang on every word of those analysts. And those guys have no point of reference on your financial future. Right. They, they know nothing about your personal situation. As a matter of fact, they may even have a vested interest in talking up a stock. You never do know. Uh, they try to disclose sometimes whether they have a position in a particular stock or not. But generally, those folks have no knowledge of you or your situation and whether what they're talking about is even appropriate for you or not. We explain it this way to our clients in meeting rooms oftentimes. They ride up to, the in the Little Rock office, there's an elevator that takes them to the sixth floor. Right. And if you are invested in an individual equity, one singular stock, whether it's GameStop or even whether it's Apple or Microsoft, which has a great history of, of, of uh, production and performance, you're held up in that elevator by one cable. And if that cable snaps, the elevator goes crashing down right Right. yes so if you diversify in things like mutual funds and etfs that have multiple maybe upwards of 30 to 40 individual equities then you're held up by 30 or 40 cables in that elevator and if one or two or three snap you still arrive at your destination and that's the analogy i think you need to have as a takeaway here it's not that buying individual stocks is wrong but it shouldn't be done with money you're counting on for retirement god i think you have to think about why people chase uh the end of the rainbow they are really not interested in doing the, the tough work, the hard work of systematically investing, uh, having the, the iron constitution to stay with something, especially when the market is going down. Uh, how many people have we run across over the years that said, I stopped investing in my 401k when something bad happened in the market? You know, And that's obviously just the wrong thing to do, Mark, because they're not taking advantage of the opportunities that a down market gives them to buy. 
Yes, and something that, that we talk to people about all the time, uh, you know, when we talk about the risk and reward relationship, right? And uh, the thing is that uh, whenever we have a down market, right, and like 2007, 2008, 2009, uh, the, the people that held on, right, John, were the, the people that actually were able to, to get through because we, what we know is that uh, the, the perceived loss of value is not an actual realized loss uh, in your pocket, meaning that uh, it's only a loss when you actually sell. Right. It is a, a, a temporary, if you will, decrease in value. Scott, I think about uh, the guy that's at the casino and he's got, he's, you know, got some money and he just goes all in. Yeah. You know, how, do you really want to go all in with your retirement dollars? Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge risk for a lot of people. But there are some people that really think that way and, and think that that's the way to do it. They, you know, buy into the, the, the fantasy stories, if you will, of get rich quick, and they end up being relieved of their money because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't work out for them for whatever reason. The fundamentals just didn't happen. I don't think that's a way that you want to spend your life. I don't think that's the way you want to spend your retirement money. I think you've got to think about this from the standpoint of what makes logical sense for my serious money. Now, if you want to take a little bit of money and, and you know throw it at something, then I don't have a big problem with that because if it's disposable income, you don't need it necessarily. But if it's money that you're going to need at some point in time, you don't want to chase that rainbow. Great imagery there of going all in because that happens out of desperation. Yes. You don't, they, even the professional gamblers don't do that unless they have to, right? Yes. It, it is usually done out yes. of desperation. So what's the plan? Feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. You can reshape your idea of planning with What's the Plan, a manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. Visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash plan. And we'll have more on the St. Patrick's Day edition of the show after this. For retirement planning tips that will leave you in the green, that's the subject of today's St. Patrick's Day edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, and Marcus Osorio with us today on the show. I mentioned right before uh, the end of our first segment how to get your What's the Plan? A manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. Visit GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan. I said that, but I ran out of time to tell you there's another way. You can also text the word plan, P-L-A-N, to 501 381 5228. Again, it's 501-381-5228. It's a free uh, brochure that you can kind of get some concepts about building your financial future. And we're giving you four tips today. Our first one in the last segment was don't chase the end of the rainbow. Don't chase high returns. And I might also include in there, we ran out of time before I could say this, but What's another way that people kind of measure success? It's the benchmarks, right? They want to outperform. They're so yeah. concentrated, John, on outperforming. And usually that benchmark is the S&P 500. It's a comparison that I think even maybe not on the level of GameStop and individual equities can still be problematic in how you see your future. Yeah, I don't I don't get that to, to any great degree, Scott. I, obviously, that's something that is out there and, and people do it. But why does it matter? Uh, You know, is it just that you want to keep up with the market? I think the key question is, how much risk am I taking and how much return do I need? Right. Uh, because you can make all kinds of returns. You can get a great return if you're willing to take on the risk. You can outperform the SP 500 if you're willing to take on the risk. The problem is, are, you know, when things are not going well, how is that going to make you behave? 
And, and oftentimes we see people want to cut and run when things are not going well. And that's why you would moderate your rate of return and moderate your risk as well. I believe that you want to take just as much risk as you need to to accomplish your goal. And you want to get just enough return that actually gets you where you want to go. But you don't want to take so much risk that it would cause you to behave differently when times are bad. That's when most people make mistakes in investing. So here's retirement tip number two on today's show. Leave the legends behind the legends we're gonna have to we're gonna have to really sort through this and dig deep to to make the connection here but you know saint patrick's day the day we celebrate today is largely based in legend and i didn't even know some of these things until uh, abby our crack researcher gave it to us saint patrick was not even irish right really i kind of knew that i remember that i feel like i should have known that anyway but he i'm pretty sure he was english right all i know is that he's ireland's patron saint that's right right. you would think you yeah they loved him but he wasn't from there and another myth uh that's been debunked he banished snakes from the emerald isle i feel like there's some story about that and snake charmer yeah and that green has historically been associated with saint patrick's day huh not so how about that he was Roman, mm-hmm. I'm being told. I thought he was English, but Roman. Okay, very, yeah, that makes sense. That makes Casey, sense. the researcher. Casey, did you Google <laughs> that, Casey, or did you already know that? Tell me the truth. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. He t- I don't know if you can. You can't hear Casey. You can't hear Casey, but you can. Uh, we'll, we'll interpret for him. All that, right, so, that'll be fun. So what are the legends when it comes to investing that you, you should leave the legends behind? And I think this topic of discussion in this segment is all really summed up by this, John. People like to try to time the market. Yeah, and you know, there's the whole sell in May and go away thing that Ryan Dietrich, speaking of a, a Irish name, uh, Dietrich probably Irish, wouldn't you think? He's wearing green today. Yeah, so. he's probably wearing green today. But Ryan Dietrich has debunked the sell in May and go away thing on several occasions on this show. It really does not necessarily hold true. The concept for this old investor adage is that returns in the stock market will likely be worse May through October because suppose. Supposedly, the traders go on vacation May through October. Now, first of all, I don't know anybody that takes that long of a vacation, but there is a little bit of a of a depressed activity, if you will, on Wall Street during that time because obviously they do uh, enjoy their summers. But the, I, you cannot hang your hat on that. As a matter of fact, if you think about this past year, from May until October, was a great time to you be in the market. Definitely didn't want to miss out then. Yeah, and and if you'd sold it. May and gone away, you would have probably not participated in the big upturn after we had the big downturn, February and March of 2020. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, historical data is just that historical and it can be uh, used in in multiple ways. Uh, You can do your statistics yoga on it. And so you can see from 1950 to 2013, uh, you know, statistics that would seem to back up the the whole uh, sell and may go away. But then there's also a different set of data that uh, shows quite the opposite, right? Uh, When looking at uh, December uh, 1979 through March uh, to 2020, where uh, from May to October, there was actually fantastic returns. Um, and if, if you look at uh, the, the data and, and from the point of view that if you invested uh, that uh, $10,000 into the S&P 500 um, during that time period, what we really want to see and what we, what we really want to show is that what you don't want to miss and what you would miss uh, if if you did the whole sell and may and go away is you might miss out on some of the best 
moments in the market. Yeah. And uh, Scott, uh, tell us kind of a little bit about what, what that means for our portfolio. Well, so it is about time in the market, not timing the market. And we've got a great graph for those of you watching on our streaming. And this is going to be this, the second graph is what we're going to jump to because that's what Mark is um, referencing. The potential growth of $10,000, a $10,000 investment in the S&P 500 index from December 31st, 1979 through March 31st of 2020. So this is pretty recent data. If you were invested every day, so again, our concept here, time in the market, not timing the market. If you were invested every day of that period, your investment of $10,000 would have grown over the 40 plus years to $697,421. Great. But if you miss just the five best days of the market over that same period, and John, that's a 40 year time frame. We're only talking about five best days of the market. Yeah, if you were snoozing, you yes. know, and missed it. Rest rather than six ninety seven four twenty one, it's four thirty two four eleven. A difference of more than two hundred thousand dollars. That's significant. Yeah, there's a huge amount of missed growth. If you go out and miss the fifty best days, you miss six hundred and forty eight thousand dollars in growth. Yeah. Uh, an incredible number. Now, Scott, let's be sure to make this disclosure. Yep. The S P five hundred is an unmanaged index, and there is no way to directly invest in the S P five hundred itself. Now you can get some funds that mimic the S P five hundred and that type of thing, but it is this is for illustrative purposes only. And our our point here is that you need to stay fully invested. You don't need to try to time the market because every time somebody has tried to time the market, oftentimes it's you know not been to their advantage. You know, you think about just in recent past, how many people thought with the change in the presidential administration that we were going to have a big downturn in the market right after the election. Mm-hmm. We had that conversation over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And what you will find here at GenWealth is that we are not interested in timing the market. We are interested in looking at facts and statistics and data and in research. That's why we partner with an excellent research team at LPL Financial to help us to sort through all of that. I had this conversation with a client the other day. You know, uh, the the client had heard that we were going to have a, a cataclysmic meltdown of the market. Well, what do the facts say? The facts don't bear that out. The facts look at the economy and go, okay, things are actually recovering, doing well. We're seeing some growth in earnings. We're seeing some growth in the uh, actual prices on the S&P 500. Are there things to worry about? Yes, there are. But here's the, the secret. There are always things to worry about. There are always reasons for you to not invest. Scott, I can remember when I first began in this business in the little small office that I had back in El Dorado back in the 80s. I had a chart in the office that basically said there are always reasons not to invest. And this chart charted the market over time. And then every year, it was the crisis of the year. Whatever was going on, it it flagged what that crisis is. And what you find and when you have that kind of perspective, you step back and look at it and you see that, okay, there's always been some reason, some excuse not to put your money in the market, but that excuse paled against the return of the market. 
You mentioned the uh, election. I actually had a couple of conversations with folks who were not clients uh, of GenWealth that talked about that they were all in cash, right, riding up to the election because of that same reason, some of those same mm-hmm. reasons you talked about. They were expecting uh, a very big downturn right after the November election, and that, of course, did not happen. And I think there, it's worth pointing out, too, here, guys, that you can't time the market because the market doesn't always behave logically in the short term, right? It, yes. it, it does behave fundamentally over the long term but it can have some emotional spasms (laughs) that nobody not even people who like us who watch it every day can possibly predict that they're coming i'm talking about the the crisis of the year right i mean you it you look at the news and it's it's the soup du jour right it's it's the crisis of the day uh so yeah we can be very discouraged just about any day when we look at the news because it's always it's always bad it's always uh, something that's going on wrong and it's not until later, you know, to our point in the last segment, uh, that that we find out about all all the the gains that that certain people took place in, um, you know, and, and we don't find out about those until after it's happened. Scott, I think about separating the wheat from the chaff, and I think that's what good research does. There's there's always noise out there, and what you have to be able to do is you have to be able to sort through that noise and find the things that matter. Find the things that actually are going to drive the market. Find the things that are actually going to affect stock prices. Find the things that that you can hang your hat on. Here at GenWealth, we believe at the end of the day, earnings really do drive the market. Now, there's a lot of stuff that might affect it in the meantime, but over time, earnings drive the market. And if earnings are good, the market is going to go up. If earnings are bad, then the market's going to go down. And that is really what it boils down to. Uh, It is all about the bottom line in corporate America and on Wall Street. And earnings really are indicative of the bottom line of most companies. If you're paying attention to earnings, then you cannot pay attention to a lot of other things and you can probably come out okay. Now, we are talking about investing and having a growth mindset and a accumulating, but we are giving retirement planning tips today. I do think it's worth pointing out here when you get inside that retirement red zone that taking some of the risk off because of that short-term volatility that we can expect to have in the market is a good idea. And we're going to we're gonna play that out a little bit uh, later on in the show. So it does need that investment strategy does need a different look when you're inside of 10 years away from retirement. Okay, so we're through two retirement planning tips that will leave you in the green on this St. Patrick's Day. We've got two more to come, so stay with us. The Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this. For retirement planning tips that will leave you in the green, it's the St. Patrick's Day edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. I'm Scott Inman, along with John Shrewsbury and Mark Osorio, who works with me in the Little Rock office. Uh, Gen Wealth Advisors are near you. We have a Little Rock office, Conway, Bryant, even though right now it's a little bit in flux with Bryant being closed. We do have Bryant Advisors, but uh, we have mentioned before on the show, John, that the Bryant office is undergoing some remodeling because of some uh, damage received during the the most recent snowstorm back in February, but we hope that that uh, is progressing, but we still are working. Uh, those Brian advisors are still ready to meet. Yeah, we are marketing department uh, across the parking lot from our office. If you're familiar with the Bryant complex that we're in, our marketing department has taken on uh, some advisors. I think Troy and, and uh, Ginger are uh, generally in the Bryant office. Janet and I are, as I said yesterday to someone on the phone, we are corporately homeless these days. And 
Yeah. So uh, we're kind of vagabonds, and we work from home sometimes. Sometimes we work from the marketing department. Sometimes we work from the West Little Rock office, intrude on Scott's territory up there. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're we're active and we're rolling. We haven't missed a beat. Uh, a little leak of of water in the office isn't going to stop the Genwealth train. Uh, we're still going, and we are hopeful that uh, all of this, once insurance claims are settled and things of that nature, uh, we will have a, basically a brand new Bryant office uh, for our clients to enjoy here in Bryant. Well, isn't technology great that we can still operate? Yes. Uh, even when we're homeless, as you said. But <laughs> we, we, I didn't mention the other offices. So I said Conway, Little Rock, and Bryant. We also have a Hot Springs office and an El Dorado office. So if you're hearing us or watching us today, there's a GenWealth advisor and a GenWealth office near you. And if you'd like to sit down with an advisor and talk about your retirement planning or your investments, we are always there to do that. And that first appointment is always complimentary. You can call 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. And Anna Olive is our client introductory specialist. She'll get back with you, ask you a few questions so that she can prepare the advisors and and, and appoint an advisor to you uh, that can best uh, work with you. And again, I can't point out enough, that first appointment is complimentary, so there's no uh, risk. We've talked a lot about risk in mm-hmm. this uh, in this show. There's no downside uh, risk to coming in and just having a discussion to see if we can do something for you and help you in your retirement planning. So we're talking about retirement planning tips today. Our first one earlier in the show, don't chase the end of the rainbow. Don't, don't chase uh, performance. Don't chase the hot stock tip of the day. Uh, with your retirement money. If you want to do that with some money you're not counting on for retirement, great, but not with uh, money you're counting on a specific outcome, which is a successful retirement. Number two is leave the legends behind. We talked about the legends of St. Patrick's Day and the legends that exist out there about timing the market and how that's a fool's errand as well. If you miss just the five best days over a 40-year period historically, it could make a big dent in how much you're able to accumulate. Number three today is protect your pot of gold. And there are lots of avenues that we can take here, guys, about protection. Protection can exist in many forms, and it can exist at many times along your journey towards retirement, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be at retirement when you need protection. The first uh, place we're stopping off here, Mark, is in your pre-retirement years, maybe even in your 20s and 30s, something that you can think about that people don't think about protecting their retirement with, but it's life insurance. Yes, and this is a conversation that I have with multiple times a week mm-hmm. uh, with clients that come to see us, right? And sometimes you know they're working through through the steps. Uh, they're you know trying to get an emergency fund taken care of. They're paying off debt, uh, so it's uh, uh, they're they're on on their mind. You know the next thing. You know we want to invest, get some things going in that direction. Uh, but kind of like you said, you know, there's uh, the, you have to keep risk in mind because, especially with with younger clients, right? There's just a huge risk uh, to uh, to them losing out on on um, on their future because of something. You know, if one of us uh, or if one of the partners don't come home, so when we look at that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about. It. In this segment, protecting your pot of gold, right? And so, life insurance is that uh, that tool that we use, and it, it has a lot of uses, but a lot, also a lot of planning points. Mark, I think that you know a lot of people these days are kind of cavalier about this issue of life insurance, and there's oh, nothing going to happen to me, and and that type of thing. Uh, I. 
I don't think that I can imagine a situation that is more dreadful than a young family having a father or a, a mother, one of the two, uh, pass away and leaving a financial void for the survivors. You know, if you think about most families are dependent on two incomes these days, and if you take one of those incomes away, it becomes a real struggle. And from a financial standpoint, I know that that spending money on life insurance seems like it is, you know, just a, a tossing away of dollars. But what you're really doing is you're really ensuring the well-being of your family should you not come home. And life insurance is a conversation that we have with young clients and middle-aged clients. Now, older clients may not have as big a need for life insurance because as time goes on, they have built that wealth and that wealth will actually sustain the the survivors of a family if something happens to somebody during their retirement years or right before their retirement years and you may not have as huge a need as you would have if you're young have a house mortgage kids needing to go to school all the things that are necessary to raise a family if that's dependent upon your income you need to think about a way to protect that income and that income is really what creates that pot of gold for the future right you're not only depriving uh, your family of the, some well-being in the current time but you're also impacting what that family's wealth is going to be in the future you're protecting the pot of gold before it's a pot of gold. That's right. Those exactly. future contributions don't happen. Those future contributions to retirement accounts, those employer matches, if somebody doesn't come home, those things don't happen. And as you mentioned, John, uh, there may not be as much of a need of life insurance for retirees. They, in, in all um, ways we would plan, they would have the assets there to self-insure, right? They, the, the income for, for the income perspective. But what has to happen is a little bit of a change in law with the SECURE Act that if legacy is something you're trying to protect as a retiree, there may be a need for life insurance there. Man, I'm just on the bandwagon about this Secure Act. I call it the Insecure Act because it created insecurity about you know a lot of things that are going on from the retirement standpoint. So in the past, what you've been able to do is you've been able to use your IRA dollars, grow them, hopefully maintain uh, some wealth in your IRA accounts over the years, and then pass that along maybe to your kids. And then your kids had the option of stretching out the withdrawals of those uh, of those IRA dollars over their lifetime. And so you had the ability for compound interest to kick in and maybe make up for some of the required distributions that were being done over that lifetime. And it had this effect of being a generation to generation perpetuation of wealth. Well, the IRS came in a couple of years ago, actually Congress came in a couple of years ago and said, no, we're not going to do that anymore. We're not going to allow the lifetime stretching of an IRA account to a non-spouse beneficiary. Now, spouses can inherit each other's IRA, and there's no problem with that. But when it goes to the kids, the kids now have to take that money out over a 10-year period of time. Now, consequently, what generally happens is that a kid is going to inherit a parent's IRA probably at that child's peak earning years. And so the, ta the overall tax impact of that is, is pretty tremendous. And it does have a way of diminishing that wealth over that 10-year period of time. So what's the answer? Spend your IRA money, but buy life insurance that can be passed on to your children. That life insurance is passed on 
tax-free as a death benefit at your passing. It allows you to spend the IRA money, but still give a non-tax encumbered benefit to your children. And the other thing about protection is when you do reach retirement, if you have the assets that life insurance is not a big need, what about a long-term care need? We've talked a lot about health care costs in previous shows here recently that a they are definitely something you have to plan for. A healthy 65-year-old couple retiring last year in 2020 projected to be uh, have 387000 plus in today's dollars in health care costs. But that's health care out of pocket, right? That does not include long-term care coverage, which Medicare, by the way, a lot of people don't realize this, does not cover uh, long-term care needs. So, that has the potential of really, we build retirement income plans every day for our clients. That is the elephant in the room that we have to address because that has the potential to blow up a retirement income plan if one or both members of a married couple need long-term care in the future during their retirement. And the chances are, statistically, that 7 in 10 will. So how do you address it? So I know that in, in the office, a lot of thing, one of the things that we talk about is long-term care insurance, right? And there could be, there's typically a couple of different routes that, that you can go about it uh, with traditional long-term care insurance as well as uh, the hybrid policies. Uh, what exactly can you tell us about the policies? Well, if you think about the hybrid policies, they are a combination of life insurance and long-term care. And that type of policy actually does have a, almost a dual benefit where you could use some of the uh, face value of that policy for long-term care coverage. And if you pass away, Way, then the remaining part of that face amount that you did not use for long-term care can actually be paid to your family as a tax-free death benefit. Now, traditional long-term care insurance is a little more restrictive, a little bit harder to deal with because it is a what's called an indemnification policy, meaning that you would have a, a an event that you have that you expend money through a certified caregiver like a nursing home or a home health care operation or something like that you pay for that coverage or for that that service and then you file a claim against your long-term care to recover that benefit and there's a lot of restrictions to how those things pay out but the hybrid policies those dollars can be used for anything and so we often recommend people look at those hybrid policies simply because of their flexibility and things of that nature, but there are ways to protect uh, your wealth with long-term care. And look, you could easily, I was talking with a client the other day that has a significant amount of wealth, and then we were talking about whether a long-term care policy was even necessary for him or not. And what it really boiled down to was whether that long-term care policy was going to kick in and preserve that wealth for the next generation. Feeling secure about your future starts with how you see your future. Reshape your idea of planning with What's the Plan? A manifesto for your life, your worth, and what happens next. Here's how to get it. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash plan or text the word plan to 501-381-5228. The Get Ready for the Future show continues. Our final segment coming up right after this. Our show today on this St. Patrick's Day as we record on March 17th, four retirement planning tips that will leave you in the green. And we've gone through our first three. Don't chase the end of the rainbow. There's not always a pot of gold out there. Chasing 
uh, looking for high returns and in individual equities or trying to outperform benchmarks like the S&P 500, not the game plan for a successful retirement. If you want to invest in individual equities, great. Just don't use the money you're counting on in retirement. Number two is leave the legends behind. There are legends out there about St. Patrick that are turned out to be debunked and are mythical. And there are mythical things that people believe about the market, like sell in May and go away. It all kind of revolves around trying to time the market. And we pointed out that that's a fool's errand uh, as well. Last segment, we talked about protecting your pot of gold, either uh, before you even have the pot of gold in your pre-retirement years with uh, term life insurance to make sure that if one of uh, the two of you, if you're a married couple, don't come home, that the income is replaced and the future contributions to retirement can still be there. Uh, also, long-term care, another way to protect long-term care insurance. You need to sit down with an advisor to talk about the potential need for that. Can you self-insure or can you leverage an insurance company to provide for long-term care needs in the future? Our final one is make your own luck. You know, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, we don't really want to rely on luck when it comes to building a retirement plan. We want to build it on math and science, goals, outcomes. And John, the outcome, we say it all the time, is income. Scott, what is luck? Uh, what do you do when you count on luck? You hope, right? right? I just hope everything works out. I hope I get lucky. I hope I you know, win that uh, scratch-off ticket or whatever the case may be. Hope is not a strategy. What is a strategy? Well, first of all, I think it's very important to know that no one else is really going to be as interested in your financial independence as you are. And you may say, well, John, I don't know anything about how to build financial independence. I just know how to do my job and I know how to raise my kids and all of that. That's okay. You can assemble a team around you that can help you toward that financial independence. And so that's really what we do here at GenWealth is that, I, and I think that, that having a team of professionals working on your behalf, working in your best interest is really the key toward building financial independence. Mark, a lot of people think, well, I'll just go out here and, and uh, read some stuff on the internet and, and find uh, my path on this myself. And and that's not necessarily the right thing to do. There's a lot of information out there, mm -hmm. but there's a big difference between information and knowledge. Certainly. Uh, and, and yeah, you can read all about uh, you know all these topics, but it's another thing once you get there and and actually uh, going through all of those things. You know, whenever I step out of, of the door uh, each day, and uh, let's say if I'm going on a trip, right? If if I'm wanting to get from here to Colorado or Montana, wherever it may be, right? Uh, if I just start walking randomly in a direction, uh, it, all it is is hope that I, I will end up where I'm trying to get to, right? Right. So uh, so I depend on, on GPS, I depend on uh, directions, uh, as you said, on uh, uh, other things that have the uh, capability of helping me arrive where I want to be. And that's exactly uh, what we want to be here is as a resource to make sure that, that you're not just embarking on this uh, on your own with just the, the hope that you're going to end up where you want to be. Scott, at GenWealth, we've got the ready-to-retire process, and this is a, a template, I like to call it, because it is a framework in which we work to get you ready to retire and keep you retired throughout the, the rest of your life. But there are some elements to the ready-to-retire process that we are incredibly gifted at customizing for you to help you get 
to that uh, type of retirement that you're looking for. You know, Scott, the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to sit down and really talk about where it is you want to go. Mark referenced going to Colorado, going to Montana. Well, that's great if you like, you know, cool weather or cold weather or whatever the case may be. I'm probably going the other direction. I'm probably going south. I'm probably going where it's sunny and warm. And, I, you know, I just like to sweat as opposed to freeze to death. And so uh, it's it's much easier for me to do that. And 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 Mark loves, you know, that that type of thing in the northern part of the country. Fabulous. We are each different individuals, mm-hmm. but we can flex that plan to basically meet the needs of whatever you have coming in. Uh, looking to to retire nowhere do you want to not rely on luck more than when you step into retirement and move in from an accumulation phase to a decumulation or distribution phase of your life you know i think a lot of people look at retirement as the finish line i accumulate i accumulate i accumulate and i've got my pot of gold to keep the saint patrick patrick's day thing going at the end of the rainbow but that's not the end of the rainbow how are you going to spend it in retirement. It is more than just investments. And we referenced this earlier uh, in the show about the difference between a growth mindset and then an investment strategy to distribute income. And that's where the retirement planning, the investment strategy part of the ready to retire process, John, comes into play. And it comes into play in the sense that we have to really designate specific buckets of money for different times of retirement for it to be spent. Look, it is very logical to me that you want to have regular predictable income coming in to take care of those regular predictable dependable bills that are going to be coming in just because you retire doesn't mean that all the expenses stop you still will have maybe a house mortgage you will still have credit card payments if you have credit card debt you will still have food clothing transportation costs health insurance, taxes, all of those things are necessities of life. I believe that that you can uh, account for what that's going to cost you on an annual basis and then match that up with guaranteed income from things like Social Security, a pension if you have them, and some other type of guaranteed income source that would meet those regular needs so that if everything really went haywire in your life, you know that you know that you know that that money is going to come in to meet those regular monthly expenses that you have. Once you kind of get that foundation built in your house of financial security, if you will, then you want to go up a level and then think about the things that you really want to spend money on. Those are the things that you need to spend money on. You want to focus on now, once you've got that established, what you want to spend money on. That's things like lifestyle things that you want to go, you know, Mark, if you want to go to uh, Montana, great. You can take that Montana vacation because you've accounted for that expense above what your basic level expenses are in retirement. And so I think that that is the process that that everyone should logically follow when they are looking at building their retirement income plan. Another thing that you've got to do there is you've got to keep pace with inflation. Uh, Inflation is one of those things that we're going to have to deal with more and more as time goes on because we are probably turning the corner into a more inflationary environment, and that's going to become a bigger topic in in the retirement conversations that we have with people on a daily basis. 
And I love that you mentioned, you know, that difference between uh, the, uh, the the incomes, right? As far as the amount that you need versus what you are going to have guaranteed. And uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that's that would be our gap analysis, right? Which is yes. first step in our ready to retire process. Uh, and earlier we were talking about how you can't, you know, just buy financial independence. You invest in it, and mm-hmm. and that that goes a lot to to talk and talking towards uh, the the fact that for a long time. Uh, you know, financial advisors have been focused on investments, right? And we know here that there's not a perfect investment, right? So we we go through our uh, bucketing strategy, like Scott was talking about, um, you know, to to provide that income plan that then gives the the individual that we're building a plan for that that ability to to do those extra things in retirement that they really enjoy. Um, and which is all uh, again uh, in our uh, retirement process, uh, John. You know, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, the the ready to retire process is available really to anybody, Scott. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call, and we would sit down and create that process for you. As I said earlier, it is a template by which we run toward this retirement goal, but it's very customized to your particular situation. And yeah. I think it's very easy for people to take advantage of that. Yeah, and you don't have to be ready to retire. Not imminent. Right. It can be 10, 15 years down the road, but a plan in place gives you a target. You can call 501-653-7355 and set up a first appointment to begin walking through the ready to retire process. You heard the final bell. That means it is time for our final thoughts. Mark, you're in the chair that always goes first. Well, kind of like I said, uh, you can go at retirement uh, just with the hope, right? Uh, and, and maybe you woke up today feeling lucky, uh, or maybe uh, you woke up today uh, just realizing that, hey, you've got to do something about uh, you know, your situation because you want to make your own luck, not just uh, arrive one day and wake up and realize that what you got in front of you is all you got. So we want to give you options. Uh, so uh, you know, contacting us is a great way to get that process started. Scott, I think that you feeling secure about your future really starts with how you see your future. I, I think that that is huge. And we've got 10 ways to kind of shift your focus, if you will, on your future and the, the prospects of planning and what have you. It's that download that Scott has talked about throughout the show. What's the plan? A manifesto for your life your worth, and what happens next. You can get your free copy at getreadyforthefuture.com forward slash plan or text plan at 501-381-5228. John, you mentioned earlier in the show that hope is not a plan. And if you're relying on luck or just a collection of investments to get you through retirement, I think that is akin to the luck of the Irish. You're just hoping that everything's going to work out. Hope is not a plan. So my final thought is a plan changes your outlook on retirement because it at gen wealth is on paper on purpose it is in a three ring binder it has a social security analysis and strategy of when to claim social security and more importantly it has a defined monthly income plan with raises over the course of possibly a 30-year retirement and a tracking system to see what types of rates of return you need for the outcome which is income so i would suggest on paper on purpose is the route to go call us at 501 653-7355 for more on the Ready to Retire process. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you enjoy hearing from the Gen Wealth team every week, make sure and subscribe to the podcast. And you can always find us on social media. Search for Gen Wealth Financial Advisors on Facebook or on Twitter at Gen Wealth FA. 
The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. 